All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint. Today is the 30th of March and day six of the 21-day lockdown here in India. The total number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in India rose to 1,024 as of Sunday evening. The official death toll stands at 27. A total of 106 cases were recorded on the 29th of March. That's lower than the 194 on Saturday, which is the highest single-day rise so far. There are fears that the number could be higher already and that they will rise very fast following the mass migration of workers and their families from major cities in India. The central government has ordered the state governments and union territory administrations to provide the people with food and shelter. In fact, in an order issued on Sunday, the government said migrant people who have moved out to reach their home states and towns must be kept in the nearest quarantine facility after proper screening for a minimum of 14 days as per proper protocol. States have been asked to set up temporary camps along the highways so that workers already on the move can be accommodated, according to Punya Salila, who is Joint Secretary of the Ministry of Home Affairs. On his monkey bath address, Prime Minister Narendra Modi on Sunday sought the nation's forgiveness for imposing the monumental lockdown, saying it was a question of life and death. He expressed confidence that we will definitely win the battle against the coronavirus menace. Meanwhile, a report by Bloomberg Quint shows a worrisome picture on the production of essential goods, making it all the more vital to discourage hoarding. A senior executive at a fast-moving consumer goods company said the production of essential goods such as packaged food items, soaps and detergents is running at less than 10% of the ordinary levels. An official at a prominent packaged Atta maker said that factories are currently running at 40% capacity, while another at an edible oil refiner said refineries are working at below 50% capacity. An executive at a leading biscuit manufacturer, meanwhile, said that the current capacity utilization stands at 20%. All of these executives spoke to Bloomberg Quint on the condition of anonymity. Indian Oil Corporation has confirmed, though, that India has enough petrol, diesel and cooking gas in stocks to last way beyond the three-week nationwide lockdown as all plants and supply locations are fully operational. Moving on, the finance minister has issued a clarification that will help numerous companies who are looking to contribute monetarily to help with relief measures. She said that contribution by corporates to PM Cares Fund will be considered as social welfare spending under the company's law. And speaking of contributions, Tata Sons has committed 1,000 crore rupees for supporting the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. The pledge came soon after its majority shareholder Tata Trust said it will commit 500 crore rupees towards personal protective equipment, respiratory systems, testing kits, modular treatment facilities and training of health workers. 
In global news, President Donald Trump will extend guidelines for Americans to distance themselves from one another until the 30th of April and said his administration expects the peak of deaths in the US on account of the virus to be reached in two weeks' time. The president's latest announcement comes after National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Director Anthony Fauci said US coronavirus deaths may reach as many as 200,000. Meanwhile, Italy's deaths fell for the second straight day, but Spain had its most daily deaths so far. Meanwhile, lockdown measures to combat the spread of the coronavirus could last for months in the UK, according to the Deputy Chief Medical Officer for England. US equity futures sank at the open of trading by more than 2%. They've recovered somewhat from that level, but investors have kicked off the trading week with caution, assessing the latest increase in coronavirus deaths and further restrictions on the movement of people. Two of the three early rises in Asia have started with deep cuts. Now, Morgan Stanley expects a deep global recession in the first half of 2020 on the back of disruptions to the economy's demand and supply sides, following the outbreak of the novel coronavirus. In a note on Sunday, Chetan Ayer, chief economist and global head of economics at Morgan Stanley, said that growth could contract by 2.3% over the previous year in the first half of 2020. And with that, it's over to Agam Vakil for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Agam. How are we looking at the start of the week? Good morning, Alex, and good morning, listeners. Well, we saw global markets lose last Friday and Japan has opened with cuts of over 3% this morning. The SGX Nifty indicates a decline of about 150 points, which means Indian markets are also set to begin trade on a weak note. The State Bank of India has cut lending rates by 75 basis points. The external benchmark linked lending rate has been reduced to 7.05% and the repo linked lending rate has been reduced to 6.65%. These new lending rates will be effective from April 1st. The automotive industry is also in focus as the Supreme Court has relaxed the March 31 deadline for the sale of all BS4 vehicles with conditions. The Supreme Court says only 10% of the inventory can be sold within 10 days after the end of the lockdown. The vehicles must be registered within 10 days of sale. Now, we know it's been a torrid time for the Kishore Biani-led future group companies with significant value erosion in the company's stocks. Bloomberg reports Biani has held more than two dozen calls with investors as he tries to prevent shares of his companies from tumbling to levels that would allow lenders to seize control of his holdings. He hopes to find a solution over the weekend, which may include capital injections or asset sales, the person familiar with the matter has told Bloomberg. On the other hand, the beleaguered Coffee Day Enterprises has said that it has received the first tranche payment of 2,000 crores after the divestment of Global Village Tech Park in its subsidiary Tanglin Developments, in favour of entities belonging to Blackstone Group and Salapuria Sattva Group for a consideration of 2700 crores.
Sun Pharma is also in the news as it receives an OAI from the US FDA for its Halol facility. The OAI classification implies that the US FDA may withhold approval of any pending product applications or supplement filed from this facility till the outstanding observations are resolved. The company, however, continues to manufacture and distribute existing products for the US market, thereby not likely to have any adverse impact on the current business from the facility. And finally, we have Delta Corp Board, which has approved a buyback worth 125 crores. The buyback will be ex not exceeding 100 rupees per share, and this will involve 4.6% of the share capital of the company. Now, these are just some of the stocks that we can watch out for as we move into trade today. But don't forget to go through our morning edition of All You Need to Know only on BloombergQuint.com. Thanks, Agam. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day and do stay safe. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IBM Podcast app? On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene of the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.